Good morning. From the newsroom of the Financial Times, today is Friday, January 18th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Today, the standoff over the U.S. government shutdown escalates. Paul Manafort's law firm Skadden pays U.S. authorities $4.6 million for failing to declare its work on Ukraine. And the latest Netflix results underwhelm investors. Then the FT's Robert Wright tells us about the thousands of immigrants in the UK accused of cheating on an English test and the impact that's having on their lives. I'm Eric Krupke, and here's the news you need to start your day. U.S. President Donald Trump has canceled his entire delegation's trip to the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland. Mr. Trump announced previously that he personally wouldn't be attending, but yesterday decided the rest of his administration should stay home as well. Press Secretary Sarah Sanders said he was canceling the trip out of consideration for the 800,000 American workers who are not receiving pay during the government shutdown. The shutdown is now in its fourth week. Earlier on Thursday, the president also unexpectedly postponed House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's planned trip overseas because of the shutdown. Mrs. Pelosi planned to travel to Brussels and to make a previously undisclosed trip to Afghanistan. But Mr. Trump denied her use of a military plane, which is required for a high-security trip to Afghanistan. The escalating personal standoff between the two is likely to inflame negotiations to reopen the government. The global law firm Skadden has agreed to pay $4.6 million for failing to declare work it did to benefit the previous government of Ukraine. The firm was hired by Paul Manafort, U.S. President Trump's former campaign manager. The settlement is a black mark for the powerhouse legal and lobbying firm, whose former partners now occupy positions in the Trump administration. The firm agreed that it should have registered as a lobbyist for a foreign government and would pay back the money it had billed. Skadden wrote a report for the Ukraine government about the prosecution of a political opponent of the then-president, Viktor Yanukovych. Yanukovych was a client of Mr. Manafort. Manafort then used the report as a part of the media campaign in the U.S. designed to disprove concerns that the prosecution was politically motivated. Skadden released a statement saying it learned from the incident, and it's taking steps to prevent anything similar from happening again. And on Thursday, Netflix released its highly anticipated fourth quarter earnings results. The streaming group had a mixed performance on revenues, earnings, and subscriptions. This sent its shares back by more than 3% in aftermarket trading. Fourth quarter revenue was up 27% from a year ago, but this was below what analysts expected. On Tuesday, Netflix announced it was raising prices for all U.S. customers. Strong subscriber growth is particularly important for the company right now, as it continues to spend billions of dollars to create original content and outbid traditional studios and networks for the most sought-after scripts and ideas. The company said it also had greater competition from beyond traditional broadcast services, such as the Fortnite video game. And here's something else we're following. Wahida Rahman had to take an English proficiency test as part of his immigration process to the UK in 2012. In 2014, he was accused of cheating. And now the Home Office, which is the branch of the UK government responsible for immigration, is saying he's not the only one. The FT's social policy correspondent Robert Wright says that accusation can have some devastating effects. He came to the UK in his early 20s. He speaks really excellent English. I've been to university in Bangladesh, my own country, and then here. 
in every place. Like um, I was really educated from class one, from very primary level. What happened to him is he was accused of cheating in an English language test. I had a letter from home office. I was stunned to see the letter. It says that I used a middleman to speak English on behalf of me. I was, I was shocked. And that has caused him huge amounts of, of immigration problems. And it, it's a story that's been repeated for literally thousands of people who've had this accusation made against them. Very unfriendly environment in Home Office regarding foreign students in this country. The Home Office is part of an attempt to crack down on fraud. Now requires students and, and some other people who are in the UK to take an English language test every two years. And suddenly there's an accusation that he had cheated. There is no doubt that some people cheated in this test. There was a TV programme that aired in the UK in 2014. It showed some pretty outrageous cheating in this test. Unbelievably, the invigilator is simply reading out the answers. The problem seems to be that the Home Office then went and asked the company that administered the test to check all their records of all 58,000 tests that had ever been taken in the UK to see who'd cheated. And they came up with the result that there was a suspicion about 96% of the tests that had ever been taken. This is a, to most people, this looks fundamentally implausible. And they ended up withdrawing 35,000 people's visas. And there are huge numbers of people who have a very convincing case that they had no need to cheat. And a lot of these people are in a very desperate situation. Can you tell me about what situations they're in? What has happened to the people accused of cheating on this test? Well, essentially, the, the, the big problem for a lot of these people is that as part of the general tightening up of immigration in the UK, people's appeal rights and so on have been taken away. So if the Home Office gets something wrong about you, it's very hard to challenge it. You have to challenge it by a process called judicial review, which is very narrow. It takes a long time and it's very expensive and there is no legal aid. There's no sort of public support for your case. So there's a bunch of people who insist that they did nothing wrong who say that they really can't return to their home countries with this accusation hanging over them. And, and many of them have just spent a long time battling this, this accusation. And there's another aspect to it, which is that while one is fighting such a case, one isn't allowed to rent property, work, use the National Health Service, which is a, an important part of British life. You're not allowed to have a bank account. You're not allowed to have a driver's license. A whole bunch of stuff you're not allowed to do. So, so people are really, in some cases, destitute. And people have spent tens, even in one case, more than £100,000 in legal fees, lost tuition fees, fighting this accusation. So people are, in many cases, in a pretty desperate situation. And supporters of the people who've been accused of cheating say that this is part of a pattern of behavior towards immigrants by the Home Office. What do they allege is happening? Essentially, what people who've looked at this would say is that there's been a series of fairly harsh treatment of immigrants. The best known example was an incident called the Windrush Generation scandal. The so-called Windrush Generation, named after a ship that carried the first arrivals from the Caribbean in 1948. Invited to Britain, given citizenship. It's many of the children who travelled with their parents who are now facing difficulties. The Home Office had tried to throw them out of the country, had denied them the right to use the health service, had tried to stop them working, a whole bunch of other things, simply because they weren't well documented. And 
home office officials seem not to have believed these people that they had this right, which is absolutely uncontested. They did they did have this right. Generally, what a lot of people think is that the home office is trying to bring down the number of immigrants, and in some ways has had that goal more front and centre of its thinking than actually being fair to people. The Home Office has denied any accusations of wrongdoing. You can read Robert's full piece on FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. We'll be back on Monday with all the latest business news. The FT News Briefing is produced by Fiona Simon, Amy Keene, and me, Eric Krupke, with help from Jennifer Siegel. Our editor is Amelia Mahasik. Robert Shrimsley is editorial director for the Financial Times. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.